Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon here on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller to talk sports with you for the next couple of hours. Thanks for tuning in here this morning. BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, we'll start at the bottom of the hour as we have promised and we'll continue to hold that promise. We are going to look at the regional teams getting set to embark on another 162 games of Major League Baseball. Yesterday we had the Cardinals in the spotlight with Brian Walton. Today Nick Nelson covers the Minnesota Twins. Catch up with uh, Nick Nelson on the Twins. What kind of season lies ahead for them. I know what kind of season lies ahead for those of you making your way to Target Field because Target Field was trending on Twitter throughout most of the day yesterday. And if you're a, uh, you like to go to ballparks and experience, you know, some of the food, some of the, they got a walk in beer cooler for crying out loud. I like that. Um, and some of the food options, my good God, the old days, bag of peanuts and a hot dog, right? Those days are long, long gone. Unbelievable. So if you saw Target Field trending on Twitter and didn't click on it, that's what you missed. Uh, so we'll talk, uh, twins at the bottom of the hour. Hour number two, we'll start out with Matt Rudy, our friend from Golf Digest, uh, who, uh, will help us on the Masters this time tomorrow will be, will be underway. Tiger go at 10:20 hour time or I think Eastern. That's Eastern? I think it is yes. too. Yep. So he'll be what? A couple holes into his mm-hmm. round tomorrow when we sit down. And you said ESPN Plus has the early before yes. ESPN has the coverage. Yes, it'll be ESPN Plus. So for from big, the very early stuff, I mean, as soon as I don't know exactly what start? time. Yeah, I mean, okay. they always have the opening ceremony, right? right? With yep. these tee shot, and they usually yep. carry that live on ESPN. And then I'm not sure what time exactly the ESPN Plus. I'll look here to see what time the coverage. But yeah, throughout the morning until awesome. TV gets going, Big Twelve fans are in good shape. Yes, you, you are. already got ESPN Plus, right. unless you canceled. Waiting for football season, then eh, maybe not so yeah. much. Probably wanted to wait till after this one. But how, how about hockey? Do you know are there going to be hockey playoff games that uh, are going to be ESPN Plus only? I don't know the answer, Trent. I would be surprised if the answer is yeah, because TBS has a bunch of them, right? Um, so between ES, now I got to think that's on, on the mothership. The, well, NBA's on ESPN. That's right. Um, before it switches to ABC, mm-hmm. not all of them, but every other night. So maybe I don't know the answer to that. I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um, I watched a game on ESPN Plus last night, The Wild and the Predators. Not only watched the first period, there were three brawls in the first period. Thought there was going to be a lot of fights in a Central Division tilt, and there was. Uh, before I settled into, where did I go after that? Oh, the T-Wolves, and they oh, stunk. That was awful. Didn't need to watch much of that. No, I didn't. I got about 20 minutes, and that was more than enough. They played brutal. They did. Now, I saw the uh, the first uh, 
24 minutes of the game. So that wasn't so bad. You know what I settled into last night? And I'm going to be doing that a lot here, and so are you, <laughs> in the months ahead. I sat down and just settled into the chair and, and watched the Angels and the Dodgers in a an exhibition game. What is wrong with you? I just... I don't know. I wanted to watch both of those teams, I guess. Uh, Mary Hart was in her seat right behind home plate. The game was at Dodger <laughs> Stadium. Uh, of course, they had the seats. Her Larry husband, King there? He's dead. Oh, yeah. He's so dead. he wouldn't be no, there. He didn't make it. <laughs> right. No. Didn't make it. Won't make opening day. Larry King died? Yes. Didn't you see that? No. When did I miss it? Now, this? you know what? Now you got me wondering if Larry King is alive. No, he's dead. Let's Google Larry King. He's dead. Yeah, he died. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, a year ago, January. Was it a year ago, yeah, January? I missed that one. Uh, so anyway, so that's what I did last night. It was kind of a weird night, right? Sports-wise, not a lot going on, and the same will be tonight. Uh, but boy, it kicks off tomorrow in a big, big way, and I'm looking forward to that. I'm dabbling back into the NBA, dipping my toe in, gave you guys five picks yesterday. How'd you do? We are cruising to a 4-1. Nice. I mean, it looked lock, stock, oh, and this is the This isn't the end of the story. No, I'm, no, no. Okay, no. All right. bad, bad beats. Uh-huh. Here we go. First one. Memphis. They had a chance to win the game again late. So, help refresh our memory. The number was what? Five and a half. They gave five and a half? Getting five. Getting and five half. and a half. Feeling great. Just don't want overtime. Oh, no. Get overtime. Oh, boy. They lose by six. <laughs> All right. Lick our wounds. We're looking at two and two. We go into the nightcap. It's Lakers. And I know you bet against the Lakers yeah, with l- confidence. Late 11 and a half in the first half was on NBA TV. Watched a little bit of the first half. Lakers were hanging around. I think they had a five, seven point lead, something like that. It's like 38, 33 at one point. I'm like, ah, I'm probably in some trouble. And then the Suns just put the throttle down. They got up 26 at one point, 27. 20, and they only had to win by 11 and a half? Only 11 and a half. They're up 20, last four minutes. And then Bisback Biamo comes in and the rest of the scrubs for the Suns. And what happens? Lakers <laughs> lose by 11. So instead of what looked to be. A four and one evening. It goes to a isn't three. betting fun. Wow, that's why I don't bet games. Yeah, that's why I don't those bet kind of bad beats. games. Yeah, I'd much rather bet for a season as I do with the futures. Well, um, interesting. So you ended up two and three, two and three. Saw a, a tweet this morning since we're talking sports wagering, and it has to do with what we do, sports talk radio. Um, there must be a, con- a conference, a symposium, something mm-hmm. going on. And one of the uh, suits at, at NBC said that if you don't, and I'm paraphrasing, but if you don't incorporate sports betting on your show uh, in the next couple of years, you are not going to be successful. Your show is going to um, not have as big of an audience as perhaps it would if indeed that was part of your show. I don't know. I mean, I know it's a huge part of what you and I do, and there's right. clearly an appetite for that. And we, I think, have a decent idea of who our audience is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm not so sure because look at I'll use Kicks and O for a perfect example. Our shows are so different from one another. Absolutely. And I, I don't know how much six to eight and one to three mm-hmm. talk sports wagering. I don't. It's a dabbling. Maybe a touch, yeah, right? I want to hear, yeah. But certainly nowhere near we do, what we do. Right. And they're just doing fine. <laughs> yes, exactly. All uh, right? You're right. And, and the Fanatics, I know Chris likes to play. I'm mm-hmm. assuming that that gets brought up in their show. But So I'm not so sure that that guy's going to be proven right. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's kind of, um, it's not an acquired taste. Look, it continues to expand. Um, and And we couldn't do without it. But it's, he said it's going to be content. It's going to be content um, 
not 365 because you're not in the air every day, but right. you know, basically 52 weeks a year. It makes a lot of sense from some perspectives. But you know, the thing that I really enjoy when I hear, because we do, we talk a lot of gambling, and mm-hmm. there are times that we have this conversation usually off air, maybe we went too deep there. You know, how much of these conversations for even just a casual better goes over their head? Because mm-hmm. sometimes we dig into the weeds pretty deep, yep. and I'm sure for a lot of the audience. But I continue to hear from people that aren't gamblers, that aren't daily betters and maybe dabble. Maybe they'll play the Super Bowl, you know, and that's right. it. Or right. don't do it at all. And they still say, as long as you guys can talk about it and keep it still around sports, it's still entertaining, it's still interesting. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not going to put a buck down, I understand at least what you're talking about and keep it with sports. So that's something that I think we always kind of think about using the gambling as a piece of what we're talking about sports-wise. Sure. You said we have four different shows here, four completely different uh-huh. shows. <laughs> right. Four four kinds of pizza. Yep. One's Hawaiian. Yeah. One's all meat. One's yep. cheese. We we got all four different kinds, and it's still pizza. Right. Still, it's still like it. And if you're going to a place that serves it by the slice, walk the folks. Look at the folks in front of you. They got something you probably don't have on your plate. Exactly. Right. It's a big buffet. So sports talk radio is like pizza in a lot of ways. And we we got the buffet, and we are the the hardcore sports, hardcore sports gambling. Mm-hmm. That's what we serve up. That's what we bring every single day. So it is interesting, though, hearing how much bigger it can get. You know, have we hit the saturation point, certainly in this market, in the state of Iowa? Is there still another opportunity out there? Is there another book that looks to get in and and thinks that they can make, not a stranglehold, but certainly get Uh into, you know, that top level? And it's something that well, we continue to see it over the last couple of months. What two They're not shying away from no, Iowa. No, not at all. Even as now, part of it is because of the fact that some states have just an exorbitant entry fee yes. into the market. New York, just New York is unbelievable. Yeah. But you can see with the betting handle, it is um, very operator friendly to do business in the state of Iowa. Now, knowing that there's only so many gambling dollars to go around, mm-hmm. and when it's um, you know, you got to have something. You got to do something different, something special. Uh, to, and a lot of them is bet a hundred, we'll give you a hundred or whatever. Right. We'll match it. Free bets. Uh, Circa does it. They give you the chance to bet the most money and give you the best odds that they possibly can because their pools are big. Everybody's got their own hook. Um, I don't know. I mean, look at the, the sports wagering advertiser. Certainly not shying away from sports radio. No, not at all. I mean, I hope I'm not talking out of, uh, out of turn here. <laughs> Uh, wouldn't be the first time, but turn some money down here in this yep. building because right. there's no place for it. It's the saturation We're full up. level, right? And wait till November rolls around. And I know we said this before, but it's true. No, not November, October. When when's political advertising start? Oh, that's right. You're going to go to break. It's going to be sports, politics, sports, politics, sports, politics. One ad after another. DraftKings, Republican candidate. <laughs> Bet Rivers, Democratic candidate. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That's what it's going to be like. I mean, we're going to have our breaks. Oh my gosh, we had a lot of content to get in the fall. That's true, right? Yeah, that's by far the busiest time. So, so anyways, an argument we have seemingly every year. You talk about how October is the greatest month. It is, but boy, I just, I just love this March was something special. Well, and it's, it's not just the month because I, I finally relented. You can, yes, October overall it is the best, but just this time period with the NCAA tournament. How amazing that tournament is. Uh, One and done. Uh, how it delivers every single year. Every single year. Different scenarios, different outcomes, but ultimately it delivers every single time. And then you get the Masters. And I know our show, we talk more golf than any of the others. Okay. I, I remember, uh, I think it was last year, Chris and Ross said, they didn't talk Masters at all leading up into it. Really? I'm, and I'm like, really? 
we talked about it how many times? Yeah, I mean, yeah. we talk about it nonstop. And again, it's the, the pizza pizza analogy, right, right? That you're getting different things yeah. from different places. But and this isn't mask. a critique, anybody. They're, no, they're no. doing great. You're right. And then you have baseball and the way the calendar fell this year, and of course with the everything pushed back. Yeah, you know what? Selfishly, I'm pissed off tomorrow's opening day. I am too. I mean, why can't it be today? Why can't it be next week or next week? Right. And then put a couple more doubleheaders uh-huh. in there through the course of the season when you're looking for more content. Because I spent last night, it's funny you mentioned that trend, I was looking at opening day, how my baseball schedule is going to uh, uh, unfold tomorrow. I'm thinking to myself, well, wait a second. Right. This Masters is the first round of the Masters, and you got to be glued to that. And i got to figure out my Friday afternoon now as the Twins home opener has been yeah, pushed back. Pushed back, right. So the Cubs will open the season. They're the first game up now because Red Sox-Yankees. But don't fret, folks, because <laughs> your Sunday night baseball, are you sitting down? I mean, good God. Just shoving it down your throat. It's, it's unbelievable. You're going Red Sox Yankees. Got to get it. Sunday night baseball. What happened to the years that Cincinnati always had the home opener? Forever. Why did that dissipate? Yeah, Tim McSherry dying home. Remember that piece of mm-hmm. video? What year was that? Is it 90, 89? No, it was in the right. 90s. Yeah. And him just falling over back with a massive heart attack mm-hmm. on the field. And... I mean, he was dead before he hit the ground, and you can see the video. Yeah. It's, it's not pleasant to watch. No, you want to watch a guy dying. That's exactly what's happening at the. Yeah, the Reds were always they. They were, and they curtain went up. It was like eleven thirty-five stadium. Eleven thirty-five. You're right. Thirty-five yep. central, twelve thirty-five out yep. there. That was tradition, and I don't know why. I don't know why don't it either. went away. Don't either. Um, kind of weird that it would be in Cincinnati mm-hmm. to begin with. They were one of the original. Is that major what it was? Teams, yeah. So okay. I guess there's something that probably goes nah. in with that, but not any day. No, not anymore. It nope. uh, continues to change, and here we are. Mm-hmm. Instead, we'll get. Do you get the Riverfront Stadium ever? Never did. Never been to Cincinnati. Really? No skyline chili? No, nothing. Uh, it's, it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I've been to both ballparks, the new one, and uh, I was at Riverfront Stadium. Um, if, yeah, it's fine. Cincinnati's a nice city. Uh, but yeah, that is a good question. Why it went away from mm-hmm. the traditional uh, traditional opener. So did you do any dabbling as far as, I know we were writing our media comm script, which mm-hmm. we'll tape later on, so I was getting into the over-unders for oh, that okay. show. Uh, made a couple of plays. I just, I, I, I wanted to bet against the Cardinals, but I couldn't pull the trigger because... 84 and a half? 85, I think, okay. is the number. Trent, I think the Brewers are just going to run away and hide in that division. I, I think really so too. do. We talked about that correlated parlay yesterday, mm-hmm. the one-two finish, the exacta. Uh, I really like that one. You know, I'm not so sure the Cardinals. Now I can't tell you who. I mean, I, I would think, look. It should be the Cardinals finishing second. Yeah, the Cubs got a chance. Mm, I don't think so. Look at that rotation. I know. Look at that bullpen, especially after the first two. Yeah, it's scary. Yeah, I mean, what Smiley got left. Now um, you go twelve and seven against both the bottom teams, you mm-hmm. against both the Reds and the Pirates on right others already twenty four and you kinda build it up that way. It's difficult to envision a scenario. I, I think the Can they the be gap a five hundred ball club? That would be a win. Yeah. That's that's uh, hang okay. around into July, mm-hmm. hang around five hundred, you know, get the conversations going. Should they make a move now at the trade deadline? It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense for them. Mm-hmm. Got the expanded playoff now with six teams yep. in the National League. Doesn't make sense to do it. If we can get to that. Fingers crossed. I'll get us to July. We'll be in pretty good shape. Yeah. Um, I don't think it'll happen. Though. I don't think it will either. So it's, it's not going to be the Pirates. I don't think it's no. going to be the Reds. They're selling yeah, maybe pieces. it is. Maybe it is Brewers slash Cardinals. I found uh, one prop that I really liked at Circa last night, and it was most home runs. They got 
200 guys listed. American League, National League overall. Overall. Okay. Most home runs in the league. And, of course, you got the favorites at, this, at the top and the and Jones who is and the favorite? stands. Guerrero? And, yeah, Vlad, I think, was yeah. the first listed guy. But uh, what about Aloy Jimenez? Back healthy. Mm, yeah. 35 to 1. Most That's home runs. a big runs. price. Three years ago, his rookie year, he had like. 30, and he could hide him now. Well, he always could hide yeah. him as a DH, but. 33 home runs, I think he had there. Uh-huh. I mean, if it's a year where 42, you know, is the high watermark, something like that, I, I think there's a case that are 35 to 1. So where I took was Soler? Do you remember? I don't even remember seeing him. I don't know really? if I scrolled down to the S's. Oh, he had to have been. Yeah, well, I'm sure he was in there, but like I said, there's like 200 dudes, so. So that's what you did last night, huh? Did that. What else did I play? A couple other just kind of goofy baseball ones. And yeah, I got one more night to do that. So I'll be dipping in. But then you got the Masters too. And I'm in all these pools. Speaking of that, pool that you used to be in, I got to send you that info. Oh, if yeah. You get I want to be in that again. And uh, all well, these. No, you pools. want me in that again. <laughs> yeah, dead money. <laughs> right. And so I'm filling out the pools. And it's baseball. It's, it's almost too much at this point. It's almost too much going on again, baseball. Screwed it up again. Move it back a week. It would have been better, at least for my betting. So I got a call yesterday from uh, from the baseball Benny, who tells mm-hmm. me that uh, we are overlooking the Atlanta Braves. How so? How are we overlooking the, them? The don't just anoint the Dodgers as the no doubt about it winner of the National League. Okay. At, 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 at plus 475, we thought, you know what, you better take a t- taste of that now because it's just going to go down mm-hmm. as the uh, as the season goes on. And watching them last night, I mean, it's just one, just one after another. Yeah. I mean, Cody Bellinger's hitting eighth. He's an MVP. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> and not too far removed. No, a couple of years removed, right. right? 2019, was it? We're not talking about a decade ago. No. Now he stunks sense then to be fair and i can understand why he's betting eighth but when you take a look at this uh, at this braves rotation mm-hmm. uh their everyday lineup i mean freddie freeman was replaced by matt olson who's a good player he's he, a good player yeah uh freddie freeman means a lot in that uh, in that clubhouse but austin uh, riley might be a guy he was another dark horse guy i was looking at for that home run title mm-hmm. they get acuna back how long though May probably, yeah. Hang around till then. I mean, I'll say that because remember last year they they were not good early. No, they were not. They were, um, you know, are they even going to make the playoffs type mm-hmm. of thing? And then we know what happened in the end. But Albies and and Rosario for a full year, Duvall. Um, I don't know. I told him we weren't. Not overlooking them. I still think they're going to win the division. I do too, but I don't know. I if like the Phillies as a dark horse. There, I certainly am not going to play the Mets. I mean, they're already dealing with so many injuries and everything else, and it's the Mets. Every time they spend money, right, right. seems to blow up in their face. Backfires on them, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I I think the Braves are still the class of that division. I think Phillies are maybe can even finish second and get in the playoffs. But Rosario, Albies, Olson, Riley, Ozuna, Dickerson, right now, Duvall, Swanson, Darno. Who's their card? Oh, Darno's their catcher. Yeah. yeah. And then a rotation with Freed, mm-hmm. who got brutalized by the Twins last week. Charlie Morton, dude's thirty eight and a half. Is he really that old? Boy, he's been around long. He's a nice player. I like him. Kyle Wright. Mm-hmm. Ian Anderson. Still young. Mm-hmm. Noah, the young guy who was really good before he got hurt last year. And speaking of hurt, Sorotka's, oh, how do you say his name? Uh, mm-hmm. The Canadian kid. Uh, he's he's out still, I think. Great bullpen. Give yeah, me that. Kenley Jansen comes over from the Dodgers to close. Will Smith. You got A.J. Minter. He was excellent. O'Day, Thornburg, Newcomb. They got some dudes there, but... Then look at the Dodgers. Yes. Come on, baseball, One Betty. dude after another. Come on, baseball, Betty. Right? I know it's a small series. Anything can happen in yeah. baseball playoffs. But 
the gap between the Dodgers and the Braves is still pretty significant. Well, this time tomorrow we're going to go on record with our uh, yes. with with our divisional picks. We'd like to check in and see how just how bad we were. Um, it looks as though we get a lot wrong. Yes, <laughs> it looks do. as though we're going to be wrong on Oklahoma and Texas, which leads me to Bob Bowlesby, um, who's hanging it up now. What a lot, what a couple of years that uh, well everybody that went through the whole. Uh, COVID thing, mm-hmm. right, when you're in sports. And then for Bullsby to take the stage last year at Big 12 Media Days and, and talk about the harmony and the unity and everybody's together, only to have the rug pulled out from underneath that statement and, and egg all over his face uh, a week later when Oklahoma and Texas made it known that they're leaving to the SEC. That aside, take that, frame it, put it over here. What he did subsequent to that kick in the you-know-whats mm-hmm. was remarkable. Um, how he would, how he and his team cobbled together the new look Big Twelve as quickly as they did. Right. I mean, I I think it almost trumps the 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 um you know the disappointment of losing or the egg on your face because you got up and said everybody's heart and singing harmony right we're all kumbaya and then only you know a week later boom and as everything else was going on and there were. People that believe that Kansas and Iowa State were departing and that mm-hmm. maybe the Pac-12 was going to be looking at some of the remaining schools right. and on and on to keep the remaining eight together, to yeah. not have any more defections, right. and then to double down and get the four When best everybody had to be looking up for everybody oh, yeah. in that room, right? They were, they're all saying the same thing yeah. and, and holding the same hymn book, but they're not necessarily on the same page. Yes. But they were, as it turned out, and good for them and good for you, Bob Bullsby. And Bullsby deserves credit Absolutely does. How would he know? How would he know that Texas and Oklahoma were departing? Now that's just it. He wouldn't. Right. It was just. It was just unfortunate timing. Absolutely. And, and uh, but still, I mean that. Um, well, you're the commissioner. Right? How can you not know this? But again, how would he? How would he? They're, yeah. they're, they're, this is. Um, they're doing this behind. Is Delosta going to give him a call no, and say, "Of course not." Hey, guess, guess what we're doing. On the phone. Guess who hey. we're talking to? Right. I want to give you a tip. We're leaving you. Right. No, don't well, do we're that. talking right now. No, you don't do that. No. And how bulls we would know that. Mm-hmm. I understand. It looked terrible at the time. There was nothing that could have been done. And ultimately, there's nothing they could have done to stop it. Those teams were looking to leave, and yep. they were leaving. There was nothing that could have been offered by the Big 12 that the other eight schools would have been able to agree no. to to leave, let those schools stay there. Now, the biggest question going forward now is they did as well as they could getting the four new teams that will come in. You talk about the TV contract coming up? That's what matters most, ultimately. So what do they need? Who do they need at the top? I think you take a page out of the Pac-12's playbook. Don't go get a... um, I I know that everybody wants Oliver Look. And look, he's a very accomplished dude, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not being critical of what this guy's resume is. But do you need like a George Klyavkov? A guy who was in the entertainment business... A guy that, you know, an outside-the-box kind of candidate. He he was MGM, for crying out loud, and pulled off massive events. He's behind Bet MGM. He's behind the the buildings in Las Vegas. Uh, they're under their uh, tutor, uh, uh, um, I, I guess he's in charge of them type mm-hmm. of thing. Um, do you need somebody like that, or do you need a guy from the that's been in these meetings in the past? Has Klavkov done anything, though, yet? Outside of B, well, front-facing. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what he did do. He shut down the offices in San Francisco. <laughs> right. yeah, you yeah. know how much money they paid in rent? from? Yes. I looked it up last night. From 2000, must have been really bored, really high. <laughs> <laughs> how about both? Mm, um, 
in two from two thousand. Why did I look this up? From two thousand eleven, they paid ninety two million dollars in rent in San Francisco. You don't think you'd like that? The other schools would like to have their hand out for a chunk, for a chunk of that. Uh-huh. Now he's got everybody working from home, and it works well. It works perfect. Yes. Everyone's so he's happy. done that. Yes. Now clearly, um, his conference stayed together, it did. and they formed that. Mm, Alliance. Partner, the alliance. I was going to call it a partnership that really isn't anything. The ACC and the Big Ten and the Pac-12 alliance. Um, yeah, that was a big deal. Remember when that came out? It was a big deal. And it's going to be a whole it's lot a nothing of nothing burger. I think it is too. But he's part of it and he's proud of it. So back to my back to my point. If, if you're if you're in the room that gets to hire a Bob Bowlesby, if you get a candidate like Klyovkov or a guy who's an associate commissioner of yeah. fill in your conference. An right? old AD, a guy An that knows AD, the business. An old AD, yeah, been in there. He's, you know, he's my age. This is his last stop. He's going to run things. What do you want? I'm looking for somebody ultimately that's about TV and entertainment. And I think that goes kind of hand in hand because ultimately that's the difference. Big that's your lifeblood. It's never going to catch the SEC in the Big 12. No, Big 10, the Big 10, no. It's just never. No, it's not. not going to happen. Mm-hmm. But can you keep up with the ACC and Pac-12? The gap between the SEC and Big Ten, TV money-wise, is significant. Mm -hmm. And that's not going to change. No, it's not. TV markets are not going to change. Lubbock's not going to get bigger. (laughs) Ames is not going to double in size. Right. You are what you are as it pertains to those parameters and what you are. And they did well to get Houston and get Orlando Mm -hmm. and get Cincinnati and get Provo. Which is why the Big Ten took Rutgers and Maryland. Right. It's about those markets. Uh And though everything is changing from when the Big Ten... Sure, Maryland true. Rockers. Because of cord cutting, yeah. yeah. It's still ultimately about how many eyeballs are mm-hmm. going to be watching, how many people are going to buy ESPN Plus or Paramount Plus or wherever those extra games end up. That's going to be the big thing. So I'd like more than anything, somebody that knows television, knows streaming, and knows what the future is. Somebody from Apple. Somebody, so that's Klyavkov? Yeah, I think, I think so. so too. I think it's a guy that understands that part uh-huh. of the business, and that's such a huge importance. Because suddenly if we see the Big 12 in... Financially, they are by far the fifth conference. That's big time trouble. It is, and I don't know if they will be because I, I like so. these additions. I love the fact you got the Houston market coming in. There, there was one guy when this was blowing up in July that said everything would be fine. Yeah, he's right across from you. Yeah, and oh boy, was I ripped for it. Yeah, oh, and it looks as though they're fine. And I mean, basketball wise, they're stronger. They absolutely are. They're stronger. And I mean, football B- is BYU's good. Houston's good. And an expanded playoff, mm-hmm. you're going to get in seemingly every single year. Cincinnati did last year. From the American. And they're coming. From the American. Right. You're going to uh-huh. be fine. This was going to be fine, and they're still going to be fine. The gap will still be big. It will. And when you look across the state and you see the money that I was going to be bringing in, that gap is going to be significant. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do it differently, but ultimately your brethren is your conference mates. And you're going to be on an even playing field with your conference mates that's a good thing for Iowa State. Yeah, and as you said, look, regard if Oklahoma and Texas State, you weren't catching the SEC in the Big Ten. Nope, you never were. Um, they 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 defect. We'll see if they made the right decision. I don't think they did. I don't think they did. But um, it's too late now. <laughs> right. Uh, but we we were we thought that they would be out of there and playing in the SEC when um, September rolled around this year. And that's not going to happen. Anyways, what is going to happen? Is we're going to get into our regional baseball conversation. We're going to talk about those Minnesota Twins. Ceiling for them is what? Second? I no, mean, they can the win. Se- they can win the division? They can win. We need the White Sox to take a big step mm-hmm. back. But yeah, if everything goes right with the rotation, mm-hmm. they're healthy, 
each one of those guys and makes. And the White Sox are not breaking camp healthy. No. 27, 28 starts, and of course you're hoping for you know, Greg at 33. You're fine there. Bullpen will be decent, and this team can mash. Yeah. Yeah, they can win this division. They're not going to win it win 94 mm-hmm. games. But if it's down to the race and they need to win 87, yeah, they did can I, win it. Did I ask you this yesterday if I did? I hope it was off the air, not on the air. It's not that big a deal, I guess. Where's the, is Dick Bremer doing the games? Yeah. He is. Yeah. Because I tuned in on Sunday as Saturday, Sunday, one day this weekend, and it wasn't him. Was it Corey Provis and the radio crew? I'm not sure. Or maybe Atterbury or somebody else filling Could in. Could have been, but it, but it was not Dick Bremer. Okay. But he is doing the games? Yeah, yeah. Good. As hard as I know. Good. See him out there tweeting up a storm. So oh, good. He's living the good life. Yeah, and now he I don't think he did uh he didn't do any basketball this year or he certainly didn't have I any didn't Hawkeye games that I was that I tuned in for. Provis? No, Bremer did some Bremer did some basketball when? within the last few years. No. Yes, I'm telling you he did. No. Google him. Dick Bremer did Dick what, Bremer did, has Big done 10 a, games? Yes. Yes. I think he you, was at Carver now. Uh, did you have a puff before the show today? What no, did, no Dick Bremer didn't do. Yeah, it. he did. I'm telling you, Dick Bremer did 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 college basketball. Dick Bremer, yeah, for sure. Recently, yes. We're not talking about no, since you and I were here. No, since no, not not Jimmy B days. Okay, I'm seeing nothing here. You're seeing nothing. Nothing pops up when I Google Dick Bremer Big Ten basketball. He had previously did, but that was early in his career. That was the same time he was doing North Stars games. No. Were you watching ESPN Classic? I don't think. I got nothing. Yeah. Is Senior moment? Can we chalk it up to that? Corey Provis does. I think he did, Trent. I'm positive he did. I'm positive. Mm. Dick Bremer did Big Ten basketball. I'll call Dick during the break. Would you? 10.30, Miller and Condon. More Twins conversation coming up next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. I'll buy the club today. For Minnesota Twins baseball here on Des Moines Sports Station, KXNO. Well, let's talk to Nick Nelson. Twins Daily covers those Minnesota Twins. If you saw Target Field trending on Twitter yesterday. Click on it if you like baseball ballpark food. Ooh, baby. They got some good, good offerings. Hello, Nick Nelson, Trent Condon, Ken Miller. Thank you for coming on. How are you? Good morning. I'm great, gentlemen. How are you? Doing pretty well and looking forward to this season. Uh, as we think the White Sox are going to come back to the pack a little bit, Trent thinks that the Twins are very much alive in this thing. We shall see. So let's um, let's talk uh, talk about the, I guess, the glaring uh, number one question, right, uh, is the rotation. I mean, Robbie Ray goes on Friday uh, for the Mariners. He's a Cy Young, the winning Cy Young winner. And I think it's, who is it, Joe Ryan? Mm-hmm. Going to uh, tow the rubber for the Twins tomorrow. Um, your thoughts on the uh, one through five pitching staff that the, at least they will begin the regular season with? They're, they're taking some risks. I mean, they're definitely, it seems like they're basically going all in on this pitching pipeline that they've developed. Um, you know, the... Sonny Gray, who is going to be basically the Twins' top starter, he's not starting on opening day. Uh, I believe he's pitching on Saturday. He's, he's clearly their best starter, their most accomplished starter. Uh, and then it's a lot of question marks. You know, the two young guys from last year, Ober and Ryan, uh, and then they brought in a couple of basically upside reclamation projects in terms of the veterans of, of Bundy and Archer, and then they've got a lot of depth in terms of the arms that they've been developing. So 
we'll see if that's if that pipeline is ready to start paying off. When you're looking at that rotation and you look past the five that are penciled in right now, tell us some of the names that we should be excited about for 2022, guys that can come up, become starters for this team. I know there's been some guys that ultimately have turned out to be part of the bullpen, including Duran, who we'll get to here in a moment when we get to the bullpen. But first starters, who are some of those guys in the pipeline that Twins fans should be excited about? Yeah, Josh Winder is a name to definitely keep an eye on. I think he's going to be in the bullpen on opening day. Um, he'll be making his Major League debut whenever he pitches first. Uh, you know, He's one of these examples of guys in this system, which I, I think this is a reason you have confidence about what, what this front office is doing. Um, a low draft pick, uh, you know, a guy who was not well-known, who they put him through this program, they improved his velocity, they improved his stuff, and he took a huge step forward last year uh, to the point where he probably would have debuted late last year if he wasn't hurt. So I think that's the most immediate one. But there's several other guys who have been sort of rising through the system over the years, making their way up through AA, AAA. Um, Jordan Balazovic is a name that you've maybe heard. Yoan Duran is going to be a reliever, but uh, he's going to be a, a powerhouse at the back of the bullpen, I think, with that 100-mile-per-hour fastball wow. on this big splitter pitch uh, that he calls a splinker um so there's just there's a lot of big arms they've really developed a lot of velocity which is very counter to what we saw back in the terry ryan era a lot of big strikeout rates um a lot of reason for optimism but of course you got to see him come up and do it in the major indeed you do i i know that uh that uh, the state of minnesota is on the cusp of getting sports wagering so let me ask you an over under question in anticipation of that byron buxton 135 games over under for the gifted center fielder I'm going to take the over. I mean, I, I have no reason to say that other than it just seems like his luck is about right. to even out. Um, you know, the, the injuries last year, especially the broken hand, felt, felt flukish. You know, this isn't him running into a wall. This isn't something preventable. Uh, it was, it's not something that's like a sign of him being a fragile person. It's just, it was just a fluke. Um, you know, I think he's really driven right now. Uh, he looks incredible and healthy this spring. So we're all crossing our fingers, but uh, I'm going to optimistically take the, the over on that. A lot of bullpen arms. Taylor Rogers had the back end of it. He's dealt with injuries the last couple of seasons. Now 31 years old. Not the young uh, fireball and lefty that we saw early in his career. Bullpen. A lot of names that have been around. Some inconsistently, certainly. Feel good about the bullpen going into the year? I feel good about the, the, the potential of the bullpen. You know, what I think this front office likes to do, we saw this in 2019, they take a bunch of arms and they sort of figure it out as they go. And their bullpen in early 2019 was was not great. It was okay. Uh, in the second half of 2019, it was the best in the major leagues. Mm-hmm. So, you know, over the course of the season, they're going to figure out the guys they want. They're going to figure out the roles they want. Um, 2020, they had an amazing bullpen. Last year, it sort of all fell apart, you know. They tried to figure out early in the season, and while they were doing that, their entire season tanked. So we saw the downside of that approach. So, you know, they, they didn't go out and get any big, big relievers on the market or anything. They're going to go with sort of the same approach of, trying to supplement internally and find some of these guys that they like, um, you know, on lower, smaller deals. Um, but I think there's plenty of talent here, and Duran is a big reason I'm, I'm feeling good about this unit. I think he's going to be a monster. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing him pitch, mm-hmm. and that may change my opinion a little bit. Um, Carlos Correa, he's saying all the right things. You know, um, it most feel like it's a one-year deal, and whether he tears it up and, and re-signs with Minnesota or moves on to, uh, to, to another city remains to be seen. But it's not like he took this as he was sentenced to spending a year with the Twins. I, I get the impression that... That um, that he's all in uh, with 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 this franchise. Your thoughts on Correa 
the likelihood that this is a one-year deal? Or, or are you maybe, I don't know, tapping the brakes a little bit, just listening or watching how he interacts with his teammates and, and, and saying all the right things? I don't get the impression that he's, you know, in mercenary mode. I, I think he really is bought in. I think he's going to be a great teammate uh, and a great addition to this team. Um, I do think just when you look at his circumstances and, and what he's going to be looking at it, uh, on the market next year, he, he will opt out and go back into the market. You know, he was competing against the greatest free agent class uh, of all time this winter and, and a lockout. It was just sort of weird circumstances to try to get the deal he wants. Um, it's it's a possibility the Twins could 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 do another deal with him, but the worst-case scenario is that he'll leave and it'll free up $35 million in spending money, which uh, which is not the worst thing in the world. Uh, Josh Donaldson, what are the Yankees getting in him? Obviously, he's a great, he can be a great teammate. He can rub some guys the wrong way. He just wants to win, right? He's just a, a um, uh, an ultra-competitor. But I'm not sure what he's got left. What are the Yankees getting in him? Yeah, he definitely seems personality-wise like a better fit in New York. I'll say that much. Um <laughs> You know, I think when we when he was healthy last year, he was still a tremendous player. Uh, he's still, you know, especially if you look at some of the the stat cast measures, you know, the the batted ball velocity, uh, some of this stuff. He's still one of the one of the top hitters in the game. He crushes the ball. Uh, he just doesn't move well anymore. I mean, it's like he he has to jog down the line kind of to to protect himself from injury. I still think there's going to be some serious durability concerns. Um, I think he's a very high risk player who still can bring a lot to you at third base. Um, but I, I know the Twins are very happy to be out of those uh, last couple of years that deal at age 36, 37. Well, gave them the ability, of course, to sign Carlos Correa. He was the number one pick in 2012, the number two pick, Byron Buxton. <laughs> Wild. It's the simplest question out there. How does this guy stay healthy? Because when healthy, we know this is a real MVP candidate. Yeah, he's doing what he can on his on his side. I mean, I don't know if, if people have really noticed, but but he really does. Uh, protect himself better when he goes back to the wall. You can tell he's more thoughtful about it. You can tell maybe he's not taking the totally unnecessary risks, uh, trying to leap with with one with two feet instead of one feet. You know, there there are certain techniques that they implemented. I think to help him out. There's just there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from breaking your hand on on, on a hit by pitch. You know, um, the hip strain thing was was tough last year. I don't know to what extent that was preventable, but uh, you know, him and the team are are both fully focused on keeping him out there as long as they can. And not that Buxton is the type of person that needs any extra motivation uh, to drive his work ethic, but I do love that the nature of this contract he signed really financially keeps him extra motivated. You know, you've got these huge incentives. He can basically double his his salary this year if he just stays healthy Hmm. and ranks in the MVP uh, voting, which he's going to do if he stays healthy. Right. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, you look around the the diamond, right? Sano and Polanco and Arise and Correa at short. It's pretty good infield. Uh, that they're going to trot out there every uh, any given night. It's, I'm starting to, and, and Kepler's a good player, uh, Buxton uh, roams all over center field. I'm starting to come around <laughs> that this team might be, I mean, they might push the White Sox if they can get starting pitching. That's the big question mark. Have you seen Archer? Did you see Archer when he got to Fort Myers? Yeah, I saw his uh, his his one outing that he made in spring training, and I thought he looked quite good. I mean, he was throwing ninety five miles an hour. Uh, you know, he looked like he had pretty pretty sharp spin on his pitches. Um, this is a guy who underwent thoracic outlet surgery uh, a couple years ago, which is a shoulder a shoulder procedure, which really a lot of guys don't bounce back from. You might remember Phil Hughes had it as sort of a last resort, and and then he was done. Um, but Archer Archer looks good to me. Uh, you know, he's not going to be the superstar guy he was 
back in his younger years. But, uh, you know, to get a guy like that who gets strikeouts, uh, a veteran who's got some experience, maybe give you a sort of a dominant outing here and there out of the backside of the rotation, that's a, that's a nice pickup. I'm glad the Twins went with Archer instead of Johnny Cueto, who I think they're yeah. sort of also looking at uh, and who just signed with the White Sox. Feels like there's certainly more upside with Archer, and maybe it's just uh, thinking back to early in his career and just how great he was. Nick Nelson joining us, TwinsDaily.com. Nick, uh, the batting order, how they're going to play out. I know Friday they kind of had their basically their test run with the lineup as it looks. How would you put this together? You don't have a prototypical leadoff guy. Arias, with the way he handles the back, maybe be the guy, but not certainly a speedster by any means. How does the lineup play out, at least maybe the top half of the lineup, say one through five, six? Yeah, it's hard to go wrong, right? I think they're going to want uh, Buxton as close to the top of the lineup as they can get him, possibly in the leadoff spot, just so you can maximize his at-bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, Correa, that's probably true of as well. He might hit second or third. Um, you know, you've got, you've got Kirloff. I think they're really high on Kirloff. Are they? He's going hit, to hit high in the lineup. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really excited about, about his bat. Um, there's just Blanco, obviously, is going to hit yeah. probably third or fourth. I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys you can, you can fit in there. <laughs> You've got good sort of left-hand, right balance. You know, Polanco being a pinch or a switch hitter helps a lot in terms of balancing things out. What I'm curious about is just how they're going to sort of rotate guys through the lineup. I mean, the thing that's most curious to me is that Luis Arias does not have really a, a regular starting position lined up. So uh, I'm wondering if they're going to be using him most frequently at DH or if we're just going to see, you know, Gio Urshela, Urshela sit a lot at third base, uh, maybe Polanco DH frequently with Arias playing second. I, I'm curious to see if especially because they don't seem to intend to play him in the outfield at all, uh, how they intend to get a rise bat, which you really need to have in the lineup as much as you can. So Sanchez with DH too, right, Gary Sanchez? Yeah, uh, yeah I think the plan is to have Sanchez DH quite a bit. Yeah. Man, oh, man, oh, man. We sh- we shall see. This You're getting is- excited about the I Twins, I am getting Ken. excited about this Twins. You know, back to that sports betting thing that we <laughs> – because we have it and you don't uh, here in the state of Iowa, Nick. Um it's eighty. Don't the, the, me. <laughs> this is a this is a five hundred baseball team, right? I mean, I think most books have them at eighty one and a half right now. It was seventy eight last week? It's up to eighty one now. This team's going to be five hundred or better, I think. Don't you? I would jump all over that that too. over on that. Uh, yeah, that seems very low to me, especially because you know the White Sox are going to be good, but I don't know not about as the rest of the division. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the Tigers, I think they're taking a step forward. What they did. Really, after April last year, mm-hmm. was really significant. Bobby Witt's a star there. in Kansas City, but they're still probably two years away in KC, yeah. and and the Guardians are. Yeah. Well, they signed Ramirez to a long term stars deal. and scrubs, a couple of stars yeah, and a lot. Outside of, of that, they're barely trying. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and you look at that payroll; it's certainly the case. Hey, Nick, before we let you go, no, it's not just Twins for you. You're a T Wolves fan. You're a Minnesota grad and the Gophers, and that's another conversation <laughs> for another day. But as we lead up to the playoffs, you got both the Wild, who are looking great outside of last night, and, of course, the T-Wolves getting back into the playoffs this year. How much buzz is there for that? And in Minnesota sports in general, it's been a long, long road since 1991 and a lot of disappointment. What's the buzz like up there in the Twin Cities right now? Oh, there's there's a ton. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's really exciting to have both these teams sort of headed towards the playoffs right at the same time as, as baseball's mm-hmm. getting going here. Um, I think there's definitely a sense that, you know, we've seen the Wild go to the playoffs a lot of times to get knocked out in the first round. Yep. They just don't really have the offensive firepower. They do now. But that's changed. Yeah, you know. with with guys like Kaprizov in, in the mix here. Um, having Fleury in goal is obviously going to be a big boost. And they're um, tougher. And, and Exactly. And and the same thing with, with the Wolves. You know, I mean, they, they don't really go to the playoffs, but now they're going to be at least at the play-in mix here. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, having Carl Anthony Towns, he really seems like he's sort of turned a corner. He's got that killer instinct. You got a guy like Patrick Beverly, who it seems like he just needs mm-hmm. sort of a feisty, you know, he's tough. It's kind of like you said, both these teams have a level of toughness that you haven't really seen in the past, and I think that's so crucial to advancing in the playoffs. Nick, thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. Uh, it was good uh, eye-opening on conversation on those Minnesota Twins. Uh, we will uh, Hopefully you'll be able to uh, join us here periodically throughout the summer months. Nick Nelson, Twins Daily, thank you. Anytime, yeah. Thanks, guys. Have a good day. Yeah, appreciate it. Good to talk to you. Good stuff on the uh, Minnesota Twins and the, uh, the uh, Twin City Sports. Yes. I mean, the playing game's fascinating, right? It's next week. So teams 7, 8, 9, and 10. So here's how it works, for those of you who don't know. 1 through 6 are in the playoffs. 7 then plays 8. 8 plays 9. The, the or 7 plays 8. 9 plays 10. The loser of 9, 10. Done. The loser of 7-8 then plays the winner of the 9-10 game. So if you're the eight, 7 or 8 seed, you go 0-2, you're, you're out. Right. Yeah, if you win the first game, you, yeah. if you win the 7-8 seven seven, game, you're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. If you as lose, the 7 seed. As the 7 seed. If you lose, you've still got that safety net because you get the winner of the 9-10 game. And you get that one at home. And you get that one at home. Trent, this can be a fun week next week. Absolutely. This is. I like what they're doing. I really do. They dipped their toe into it a year ago. It was mm-hmm. the first run through. and Just trying to kind of get your footing about it. I love it. I, I'm with it's you. a different way of doing things. It adds more excitement. You get that one-and-done scenario that they get in the NCAA mm-hmm. tournament. It, just, it adds a lot to me for the beginning of the NBA playoffs. Like uh, and, and as of today, it would be, it would be T-Wolves Clippers in the 7-8. So the T-Wolves win, they're done for the rest of the week. They, they, get the, they would then get the two, which as it sits today is at Memphis. Memphis, yes. That's remarkable. That they have locked the number two seed. And the Lakers are done. Out. Out. Kaput. Not good for the game. Yeah, 31 and 48. That's wild. And did you see yesterday there was a guy, I, I saw the tweet from somebody, somebody before the season bet yes. the Lakers not to make the playoffs uh-huh. at 16 to 1 mm-hmm. and bet $10,000. Yeah, he's a fat city. Good for them. Twins 81 and a half over. Look at you. I've already got I got him at 79 and a half. That's where I got out. I got him at, yeah, 79 and a half. Right after the Korea news. Oh, boy. We will take a time out, come back, finish hour number one. Uh, off to, uh, well, golf conversation with Matt Rudy. Kickoff hour two. Cappy coming up, hour number three, Centurion Stone of Iowa. So, hour number two, but our last guest with uh, David Kaplan. About 1130. It's Miller and Condon on Wednesday, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. All right, Miller and Condon, welcome back. About a minute left. First hour of the program, Matt Rudy on the Masters. He's from Golf Digest, David Kaplan. Uh, at about 11.30, ESPN 1000, Centurion Stone of Iowa sponsor. You know, I forgot to ask Nick Nelson. Maybe you probably know the answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, Bell Deli, is he getting hot at all for him? Does I, he... It was a little bit last year uh-huh. with the disappointment. Remember, they were favorites to win they that were. division a yeah. year ago and how quickly it fell off. But Sean Roberts took all your money. Yes, he did. Not all of it, but a chunk of it. A big chunk. And he, uh, I think he's fine. Now, if they get off to a bad start in the schedule early on, Mariners who won 90 games a year ago, Dodgers for two, Oof. Red Sox on the road for four, a place they've never played well, you get off to another slow start, something that happened a year ago, there could be something there. Falvey and Levine, also the front office staff, there's a lot of eyes on them. They didn't go out and do what most people thought they were going to do and really look at that starting pitching. Mm-hmm. They got Correa, work, though. If it doesn't work, though, yeah, might be some changes, big changes happening with the Twins. All right, hour number two coming up next.
Matt Rudy kicks it off. David Kaplan. And then Trent's play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors that. Miller and Condon an hour ago on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO.